Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Yeah, I'm Flint Dilly, and you're listening to uh, Knowing is Half the Podcast. I mean, it's really Knowing is Half the Battle, and I, I don't know why they put this pod. We didn't have podcasts in the 80s. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. But anyway, they, that's what you're listening to. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm at 999 RPM. <laughs> Mixing it up. Wait, that's just, I don't like it. This is like a weird inception <laughs> of a show now. <laughs> yeah, um, much like the uh, one sequence that we'll be talking about in there. We're going backwards. Oh, this yes, This is the end of the are. show. And, oh, we'll go to the and I cannot the wait for that. That was my. That was exciting. <laughs> I don't know what to say I am. <laughs> well, you're in I'm the middle, obviously. I'm Gina Ippolito. That's not my Twitter handle. Oh, <laughs> so, you, so you're yeah, just wrong twice. Yeah, no, you mashed. she mashed it up. Uh-huh. Her intro and her outro. I'm just very fantastic. <laughs> well, we are talking about an episode called Sins of Our Fathers, uh, I do not remember this episode very well at all from originally watching like Saturday morning cartoons and after school cartoons of G.I. Joe. This is one that just for some reason I just do not have a great – I have a mo- great memory of most every episode we've watched. Hmm. Not one of this one at all. I'm wondering if because of the subject matter they maybe played it once and didn't play it a whole lot more after that. But mm. yeah, I, I, do not, I do not remember this one hardly at all. I liked this one. Oh, I liked it a lot. I dug it. I'm not going to lie. You know, you know how I am about big monster creature things, and this was like a very Godzilla e episode, which I dug. This was like GI Joe and Cobra fight Godzilla in its own way, and this is a direct follow up episode to Sins. Uh, this is Sins of Our Fathers to Skeletons in the Closet, which oh. was the Flint Dilly episode. Mm-hmm. Flint mm-hmm. actually came and talked with us about it right when Pokemon Go dropped, which was very exciting last year. Check the uh, check the record books for that one, ladies and gentlemen. Good mm-hmm. one, and that was about Destro's ancestral home somewhere in like. England or Scotland or something. And uh, yeah, and there's all these people wearing the weird animal heads. So Gina was on board. Mm-hmm, and they were like mm-hmm. in a weird cult thing and they had a big pit. And at the bottom of the pit was this Cthulhu eyeball monster that they, that kind of just like the whole house collapsed at the end of it and was destroyed. And that takes us to where we are now for this episode where Cobra Commander is there trying to reach out to the spirit that was at the bottom of that pit. 
Ah, fill it in details for you right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remembered that other episode. I think maybe for a hot second, I was like, "Oh, is this?" But then I, I just totally forgot. Yeah, I guess I thought that you know that monster maybe still wouldn't be in there if the whole house fell into his pit. Well, the monster is different, so I don't know if he grew or changed, or this is a different monster, and there can be multiple Cthulhu's at the bottom of the pit. I mean, I don't know. What, what, what's your take, Chan? I mean. I feel like there were multiple pits and multiple oh, okay. monsters that uh, Destro's people reached out to. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, and you just, uh, you know, if this one doesn't work out, there's always, you know, the shug off over in the, uh, <laughs> the hole over here. And then if that one, you know, like the, these things nap for a long time. So you don't want to stagger your sacrifices and what have you. But I mean, it uh, makes sense. Yeah. If I had a bunch of Cthulhu monsters at home, you don't have enough people to just sacrifice to all of them all the time. Yep. You got you to work it in waves like a potato field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is it weird that Cobra Commander calls it the Mazer? He says, start the Mazer. And yep. I had to go back I and listen to it again that. because he, he's, it's, he's shooting a laser beam down into the pit. Somehow he's using that and some sort of communication device to try to speak to and hear the monster. Mm-hmm. But he calls it the Mazer, and it yes. really never gets referenced again the entire episode, but uh, I just thought that was weird. A Mazer is a device using the stimulated emission of radiation by excited atoms to amplify or generate coherent monochromatic electromagnetic radiation in the microwave range. Weirdly enough, he did not. He was not reading that just now. He just knows that off the top of his head. These are just things that I have in my noggin. <laughs> Science Jerks, a great podcast. You should listen to it. Chan does science. Uh, yeah, it's basically a, 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 um, a microwave laser instead of a, a visible light using microwave so he's, radiation. He's heating them up for a good yeah. stew. There's some, there's some uh, frozen chicken nuggets down there in that, in that pit. Oh, pizza rolls. There demonic, better be pizza rolls. Oh, yeah. Demonic yeah. pizza rolls. I'd still, oh my God. I'd still eat them. I would go for some demonic I'd pizza eat them rolls. The next day when I was pooping, I'd regret it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be like the It'd ghost pepper. It'd be real pepper. spicy poops. Be no good. <laughs> Uh, and Cobra Commander is, is 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 told directly out by Zorana or Doctor Mindbender, whoever's there. This is just busy work, dog. Or you understand, like nothing is supposed to come of this. Serpentor just is is annoyed at you and wants you out of the terror drone for a while. So he sends you <laughs> out here on a fool's errand to find this monster that he doesn't actually believe exists. And Cobra Commander's like, "Well, I tell you what, right now I'm gonna find it anyway." Yep. Yeah, I was I was glad. I, like I was I like glad that. that Cobra Commanders are like trying finally finally trying to seize control back. Well, he's been oh, trying. Yeah, he's been trying for a long time. He's know, never but, not been trying. But, like, we just this haven't been seems covering the most, it. Yeah, like formulated plan. Well, remember Ninja Holiday? They were trying to get a, the the Kumite to find an assassin to assassinate oh, that's Serpentor. True. That's true. Like, he's constantly trying to do something. That's true. I mean, if he was smart, he would pair up with GI Joe to get rid of him. That's a step too far, though, I think, even for him. Yeah, but he's his focus is too split. Like, for so long, he was trying to get to G.I. Joe. He kept failing, kept failing. Now he's trying to get to Serpentor. He keeps failing, he keeps failing. I just realized. What's that? The reason why you keep Cobra Commander around is he's a survivor. We see, like, when they go into the future, uh, he's still there, even though the rest of Cobra has gone away. Uh, he's constantly managing to, you know, get out of these situations where That's true. a certain death for him. Oh, he knows. Absolutely. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's really good at this. Do you know who else is a survivor? As we learn from direct, uh, well, I assume uh, talk Beyonce with mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. with the writer All himself. Of Child, actually, the reason why they keep shipwreck around. Oh, okay. Is for exactly the same reason. That is correct. 
Cobra Commander is evil shipwreck. Okay. I don't They're know the because same person. I would I would only push back in that I don't think Cobra Commander is harassing as many women as Shipwreck is. I think he's very asexual. He does seem to have a low libido. Yeah. He's not interested in boning. And Shipwreck is only interested in boning. But there is still definitely a similarity between the two is all I would say. Uh Shipwreck's also interested in napping. I will say I will say I don't buy it because I think that Shipwreck oh. is lazy. Like Shipwreck oh. is is when he's tasked with something, he's going to be lazy about it whereas Cobra Commander is like, "Yeah, yeah, you want me to organize these business cards in alphabetical order? I'm going to do it, and it's going to be evil. And I somehow say, at the end of it, it will kill you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I want to say separated at birth. Okay. Um, somebody, twin, bad twin? Yep. Uh, <laughs> but which is bad which? One. Yeah. He's got the goatee. It only makes sense. <laughs> I feel like uh, uh, like uh, Cobra Commander got his penis shot off in some sort of Jesus. terrible fireworks oh, accident. I can see that. I can see that. And, you know, you, you get, all that energy then gets turned into you know maybe his penis got shot off and then it shot up into his face and that's why he wears the hood because he's got a bloody penis permanently on his face well that's a theory that i don't (laughs) think has a lot of merit but thank you for sharing with the class gina hey go ahead and message buzz about that see if uh, (laughs) i'll I'll see see what he thinks about it (laughs) um well yeah we didn't even talk about who wrote this episode did we no Mm -hmm. oh we gotta mention it um uh story by steve gerber um, of Gerber baby fame. Written by Buzz Dixon. And Steve Gerber's the one who invented the Punisher, am I correct? Nope. Howard the Duck. No. God dang it. Which Gerber babies. He? Gerber baby food. No, it's <laughs> no, not invented, Gerber baby food. He invented babies. <laughs> Good Wait, for what you. Because he had a big thing he created. And I'm always getting these guys mixed up. And it, I'm a terrible for it. Comic book people at home, I apologize. You're right. It was Howard the Duck. It was Howard the Duck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One guy invented the Punisher who wrote a lot of stuff, and the other one invented Howard the Duck who wrote a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a Howard the Duck guy. And uh, at Almighty Ray, with all your anger about comic book <laughs> lack of knowledge, I admit it openly and freely. Uh, and it was also a, a teleplay by... Yeah, Buzz Dixon. Buzz Dixon. I said that, yeah. Oh, okay, so Buzz Dixon and Steve Gerber working together. Create a pretty fantastic, fun episode of G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. I believe what uh, Buzz said was that um, some some of these uh, stories would get kicked around, and then Buzz would go and write like four in a day. That sounds They'd about just right. Just crank him out, just because, yeah. Duke, Duke and Wright, man, prolific. He kind of had to be back in that day, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, 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 we cut forward to the future, where a sad guy with a mustache is sitting in the shittiest apartment like uh, Peter Parker at his worst would not live in this apartment. Uh, I yeah, like I want to know the backstory. Is this his normal apartment? I think he got it on the quick. Honestly, I mean, this is dial tone. Is but the they sad do guy. have like places that they live when they're off base. So this must be his off base place. Oh, I wonder. Maybe he doesn't. Like he just has a sad existence. I think, or he yeah. doesn't plan to ever live there because he's so head on into GI Joe that he has this dump that he kind of pays hundred and fifty bucks a month for. Also, he's eating beans out of a can. He's, eating beans he's out been of a can. unemployed for like a half a week. Mm. You don't save any money, mm. dude. Are you living paycheck to paycheck? I picture it as he literally. Uh, we we. Find out through a series of flashbacks that he gets let go from G.I. Joe. Uh, uh, and I just, I picture it that like he's this hero soldier fighter. The second that he gets let go from G.I. Joe, he immediately reverts to hobo status. Mm-hmm. And it's just like he walks out the door of the Joe base with like a, a stick with a knapsack on the back of it with this one can of beans in it. And somehow, despite the fact he's been working for G.I. Joe for a while, has no money saved. So maybe mm-hmm. a gambling problem? I'm still trying to figure this out exactly. No. He just uh, he put everything he had into GI Joe. He did when they uh, turfed him, man. Nothing left. Nothing. 
can we talk about how disrespected he is in this in the in these series of flashbacks? Because I felt horrible for Dial Tone in this. I felt horrible for him. I obvi- I like knew like something was up, but I will say this. Like they are real lucky he didn't kill himself while he was while yeah. this ruse was going on. Yeah, I mean, there are people who uh you could have done that too and like like uh, Roadblock, where you're just well, I'm just gonna go home and like visit my family and stuff like yeah. that. Diatone doesn't have anything. Do you, yeah. Do you think Dusty? I mean, you know, since think, we haven't seen Dusty in a while, do you think that he got like over oh, wow. GI Joe and yeah. like brushed his teeth? What is yeah, that? Brushed yeah. his teeth real hard till his head fell off. <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> wait a minute. You're making a gesture. Are you rubbing your beard? Is that what I was? I was. In this flashback, I, was I the only one that thought Dial Tone looked nice? Like they're making fun of yes. the way he's dressed. Okay, yeah. okay, thank you. All of them thank look. You. All of them look equally terrible. They all look like terrible '80s club like knockoff. Yeah, Rogue but for Rock's them got a pink to be, shirt on. Uh, yeah, for them to be making fun of him, I was like, yo, if you're gonna make that that strong a choice. You've got to put them in like Armani suits yeah. and then him in a lime green suit. What did but you, they were in yeah. ridiculous getups as well. What did you think of wetsuits uh, uh, fro? He had a perm, like straight out in That's that scene. That's his normal hair, That's, I think. I mean, it seemed yeah. bigger than usual. I think he was going out in the town. He was really like... He picked it out. He picked it out, saying? yes. Also, you guys have skipped over a vital part of the episode. Oh, yes. I've done my time, paid all my dues. Oh, honey, got the real listening blues. I apologize. I am wrong for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes. Okay. So uh, Dial Tone gets disrespected at work. Everybody is splashing him and kind of making fun of him on the job as they're like out doing missions and stuff, which is rude. And Beachhead says, and you heard in the beginning of that clip, like, oh, I'm sorry I splashed all your equipment with water for no good reason. Uh, First off, uh, that's G.I. Joe's fault because he shouldn't be near the water with all that equipment to begin with. True enough. Much less in a hovercraft. (laughs) He is an idiot. But two, Beachhead is still being a dick for being just like, oh, should have been waterproof. Bye. Yeah. Well, I guess you should have had fucking information that I provided for you. No, you you missed the point. He he did not tell them information because he was too focused on his his crap. Like that was what happened. That was why they were mad at him. Maybe there's still some lingering anger when he got promoted too. No, no, it's, it's to, literally uh, like the the scene is he, he's like ah God oh and they're like oh what's wrong and he's like oh they're telling they're saying all this really important information but my equipment and they're like wait what yeah okay. that was what we were waiting to hear you idiot okay I get that so but they- so he did mess up but I'm saying this dude was like one if if. If they did, if no one came to recruit him, he was one day away from eating his gun. Yep, for sure. So this yep. is a this is a bold ruse. Well, mm-hmm. how do you feel about? Did you guys notice Roadblock's magically color changing shirt? It was no. pink, and then for one shot it was yellow, and then it was back to pink. Again. Oh, it must have been hyper color. That's yep. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, because yep. there are no animation mistakes. So obviously that was Roadblock's mood in that one moment. He was obviously much more chipper, and then he went back to his his <clears throat> normal self in order to go out to the club. God bless Roadblock. So yeah, so Dial, we cut back to Dial Tone in his apartment. He gets kicked out of GI Joe, and like literally, they just come over. And they were just like, "Hey, Roadblock, can you give us the room for a sec?" Yeah, I'm not gonna candy coat this. You're fired. <laughs> like, oh. It was so ridiculous. Also, like I get, I get being depressed and it making it hard to clean things. But like, why are you so gross, Dial Tone? Why is your apartment so gross? He's obviously he's definitely in need. Of a woman's care. I mean, he is in need of a <laughs> wallpaper party, is what he is in oh, need okay. of. Maybe you should make wow. friends with the Captain Ron. Yeah. Didn't episode. we decide that was a sex party? No. 
It's I don't a, think we did, a, Chan, but a, thank you I for want sure. to decorate. Sure. Like, like, Chan, you need to have a let's hang my posters party. Whoa, no. I do not want to have sex with other people. <laughs> just my lovely lady wife. You're, this is a married man, Gina. How wow. dare you? You Rude. need to hang all those posters. <laughs> but seriously, Gina, you're just not invited to the sex party. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never am. <laughs> uh, we meet a character named Chipper Dugan. Is there just a more obvious this is Zorana in existence? I still wrote Baroness. I still want to. I still hope every time some new, um, uh, obviously Cobra in disguise person comes along, still always hope it's Baroness. Me too. It's mostly Zorana, and that's fine. She's not going to be. She's fine, but. I mean, and, and I guess maybe it should be a red flag that pops up that every single time a Joe member like is no longer a Joe, a rando person comes no matter what kind of shitty accommodations they're mm-hmm. locked up in. <laughs> a very professional looking person out of nowhere shows up and says, hey, we'd like to give you a lot of money to do this seemingly inconsequential task. Also, like we should be concerned with how stupid Dial Tone is because really? he, he he spoiler alert ends up back in the Joe's. But he not only fell for the original trick of let's pretend we're firing him. But they actually did fire him. They Mm -hmm. kicked him off the base. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) But then he also falls for Zorana. Like, it's just just not heartening to me that this dude is... Single-minded. All he cares about is his gadgets and toys. Yeah. And that's why they have him there, because he's super good at that. Which is like another thing. Like, you're telling me that you've been working on all these gadgets, Mm -hmm. and you get fired, and you don't Mm -hmm. just, like, go work at Radio Shack or, like, sell off some of your inventions. Gina just say... Go from G.I. Joe to Radio Shack? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Is there a job beneath you when you are unemployed? Would you like a free battery, ma'am? Uh, uh, so what you're saying is that once they're Joes, any, any normal jobs are beneath them? I mean, hey, sort Gina, of. Gina, <laughs> when you, last time you were unemployed, uh-huh. did you immediately walk down to the Starbucks and say, like, hey, give me an application? This is what I have to do for the rest of my life. I will tell you that if I was unemployed to the point where I was living in a one-room filthy apartment oh. eating a can of beans, He's I only absolutely be- would have started. But that's only six places. hours later. Like, yeah, we're it's, not- it's not. It's not because he didn't have any money. It's because he has no idea how to live a life. That's right. Outside. I don't think he knows how to use like money. Uh, everything about him disgusts <laughs> yeah. me in this episode. He's used to being fed like Ugh. you do at you know in the army and whatnot. He gets out. He's like, I don't. Would do have to get a. Okay, well I'll just go here. Oh, there's a sign that's like uh, 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 <laughs> rooms for rent like fifty dollars a week. I'll go there and I will get food from. Ugh. Um, Ugh. Oh, there's a bodega here. Uh, those that beans are food, right? <laughs> I'll take one of those, please. <laughs> And a spoon. Do you have spoons? I hate, here? I don't have time for man man children <laughs> that like can't do the well, do the basic the things. Yeah, that's fair. If this were an FMK, we understand where poor Dialtone would fall. Yeah. I still don't even always get it because Cobra's plan seems to be every single time a Joe member gets fired or something happens to him, the Cobra team's like, aha, dial tone. That's the one thing this team's been missing. (laughs) We have an entire array of telecommunication wipers. No, to be fair, he is the one who cracks it. Yeah. I mean, basically, but it sort of really just falls into their lap. I guess it's the same thing like if when when Dusty is found to be a traitor and they rescue him, you know, in the previous season, and it's just like, what what is Dusty going to do for you that, like, is going to suddenly tip the scales? I think 
think like the the thinking is, especially with Dusty, I think the thinking was like, all right, let's bring them into the fold. We'll have them do some minor jobs. Then once they're sort of like in it, then we'll ask them about the finer points of, of the Joe team. I guess, but it seems like they already know most of that stuff, typically. Like, they know enough to get, the, like, say, the guys promoted that one episode to get them, like, almost disbanded in a different episode. No, see, I would love to bring, like, an ally of my enemies to my side. Oh, okay. Like, that's what I live my life trying to do. Wow. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what any of this means, but this I, is exciting. I, I'm constantly recruiting the friends of my enemies. Well, I to use list, their knowledge against I got a list of names so we could get to work with you at Yahoo, but I don't think you want to work with them. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, I don't know if I buy that at mm, all. I'm a fan of the fact that uh, good old CC goes from hood to mask, back to hood again. Absolutely. Uh, very fashion conscious. Like, like the, the Oscars? Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes your business, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're you're you know more residential. Yeah, sometimes he needs hood. to let that uh, penis more that got blown onto his face breathe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta let the penis nose. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so Flint is on site spying. He's like running a food truck or something, like in 1986. Yeah, man, you just North get a Wales goddamn walkie-talkie. <laughs> gigantic ass. And okay, so how about this? GI Joe puts through all the trouble. <laughs> Of a, uh, they think Cobra might have an, a, a a voice analyzer that'll tell if Dial Tone's telling the truth or not. So we have to actually fire him because, and correctly so, it turns out Cobra has a thing mm-hmm. to test his voice to see whether or not he was yeah. actually lying. And then Flint just uses standard communications to completely give up the game, and Cobra just intercepts the thing, making that entire plot point completely useless. I yeah. I I feel like this is like a super secret double probation or something like that. Like, <laughs> Like every time they reveal another another double cross, it's like, hey, dial tone, you're fired. Ooh, it's a trick. He's not really fired. Hey, he's gonna get recruited by this place. Ooh, it's a trick. It's not really that place that he thinks he's gonna get recruited by. Oh, look, he wasn't really fired because we got a voice analyzer, and Cobra will never know. Oh, Cobra totally knows because they have a voice analyzer analyzer. Well, they might as well have just like shouted it from the rooftops, you know. Dial tone being fired is fake. Oh, yeah. no, they caught the signal we did from inside their base. Again, dial tone is very dumb. But this wasn't even dial tone. This was all of G.I. Joe. I just have it written in my notes so many times. <laughs> I also have written down here very dumb. I like the double and triple and quadruple cross. I'm yeah. It was yeah. fun. I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to throw any oh, shade. I liked it. It I liked was it. hilarious. And I love the fact they were kept trying to, like, inception each other. Yeah. And then finally, just one thing that was so obvious is the thing that was missed when they went all the way down the rabbit hole of ways to cover their tracks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And yet... Just calling a guy on the phone that was being tapped. Like, that's well, that's what's going to take down Trump, you know? I was wondering, <laughs> like, where it was going to end. Like, I was like, ooh, maybe maybe they did this on purpose to get caught. So then, and then they have a backup in a different truck. Oh, wow. Okay. But that was, that was where that was it ended. That was, that was where it ended. <laughs> well, Flint gets captured and he gets the shit kicked out of him by those televipers. Man, yeah. they're like hitting him with the barrel of the, the back of the, the rifle, yeah. uh, the gun butt. And they're just like, they, they really go to town on foot. There's like five dudes all just punching repeatedly at the same time. And I was like, you know, it's good to see Flint get his ass kicked every so often. Yeah. And I love Flint, but sometimes dude needs an ass. After last episode, yeah. that's a dude who needed an ass kicking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair enough. So, uh, okay, so they have Dial Tone building this computer system to run the Mazer. Can I just say that yes. I don't like this? In a pig's eye, snake breath. In that, in just that two seconds, we've got a hawk a pig and a snake (laughs) 
There's just too many animal <laughs> metaphors here. I don't care for that at all. Well, Gina probably is a fan. I, I don't like the way he says it with, with such disgust, though. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair. You know. In a pig's eye snake breath. Yeah. It's just all negative things. I mean, you know, those animals have feelings, too, Flint. Thank you. He doesn't care about other people's feelings. We already established Definitely that. Definitely not his girlfriends. Yikes. Uh, and yet his is the ours, most successful relationship on the show, just for the record. A friend of ours recently posted a, uh, a joke that she made, uh, like a stand-up joke about... Uh, uh, Hulk's micro penis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. What is it? Uh, it's, it's it's it was just, just a, a joke. Joke that she does. That's about the Hulk's micro penis. Oh, okay. And dudes on Reddit were all like, "Man, that's not appropriate. What are you talking about? Micro penises like that? That's not funny at all." I'm like, holy shit! There are people who are trying to defend the comic book character uh, from from evil evil women <laughs> who are making jokes about their fictional genitals um anytime you you think like this whole uh you know like a whole men's rights thing it's 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 blown way out of proportion these people don't actually think of the yeah yeah they're out there yeah the idea of anybody on reddit trying to say something else is inappropriate have you been to reddit for more than five seconds that was her point her point was like oh so like male comics go up there and they say all sorts of horrible stuff oh my god here's the thing i don't even care that it's a fictional character i would make a micro penis joke about a real dude yeah i think that's hilarious i mean here's the deal if the joke works the joke works yeah i'm sorry if you have a micro penis and you're offended get off your safe space yeah you know what let's let's take the next two 200 years uh, uh, making fun of men about their micro penises and then like rape them a bunch, but oh, like Jesus. not give them an outlet for like anything to do, like any mental health services to deal with being raped. You let them cook and though. like not let them cook, not, you know, like make it really hard for them to go to the all female police department because when they go, the all female police department will tell them they were asking for it. And then after 200 years of that, then then these guys on Reddit could be like, that hurts my feelings when you post about Hulk's micro penis. Then it's a then it's appropriate, guys. Then you can do it. Now, for now, shut the fuck up <laughs> with your time. And and also, by the way, fastest way to out yourself is having a micro penis. Yeah, complaining about a micro penis joke. That is, I mean, that is so far. It's a it's a dick joke. There yeah. are ten billion dick jokes out there. That, uh, to my mind, they're all tiresome. I don't like yeah. this. Can I just, just tell you right now? I'm really upset about this female comic who made this joke <laughs> about gigantic penises. Like here's this and is- it was just very offensive to me for <laughs> reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, mm. uh-huh. Just just so you guys know, I just feel that way about that topic <laughs> very strongly. <laughs> so so you, so you thought of this because you 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 saw the pit. Right, and you thought of a big vagina and a micro penis well, going you down. Thought in- of the maser going down into the pit, and he's yeah. like, "That would be very deep and very large, unlike know. that Hulk micro penis." Yeah. Joke. I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> no, you really just this- you really just decided that was I the liked topic, it, though. At I liked hand, it. I and like, I was on board. Yeah. I feel like he was just scrolling through Facebook and saw, <laughs> and saw the micro penis joke. No, but they were talking about like defending fictional characters. Yeah, somehow okay, we got okay. into that subject. Okay, some hey, who's gonna speak for him? Mm-hmm. Thank right, you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all I'm saying. Real people have voices. Fictional people? Come mm-hmm. on. And what's the Hulk going to do if somebody makes a micro penis joke about him? It, it, probably the exact same thing. Be very, very popular and famous and make a lot of money mm-hmm. for people. Good job, um, Stanley. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. 
It's the incredible G.I. Joe Mobile Command Center and it's hunting for Cobra. Three levels of awesome Cobra chasing, Cobra fighting power. Level one, arms and ready to attack. Level two, computer system is go. Engine room, we have full power. Level three, missiles loaded, let's go. Prisoner secured. Go, Joe! Let's move out. Mobile Command Center comes with driver, other figures and vehicles sold separately. Yo, yo. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Dial Tone makes a computer that talks to the alien in the bottom, but he has the same problems at first that Cobra had at the beginning, in that there's too much juice going into it, and the whole thing blows up spectacularly. And immediately, Dial Tone's like, guys, this isn't bad. This is not a failure. Don't fire me. Don't. I do uh -huh, not want to kill uh -huh. myself. Please don't <laughs> fire me. Please do not fire me. <laughs> and then G.I. Joe immediately like figures out the game. Because uh, uh, Zorana goes back, but they have their own voice modulator, so they find out it's Zorana, it's not Flint. And so they're like, we got to go rescue Flint and we got to go rescue Dialtone. Oh, uh, this maybe was a terrible plan. Yep, this is going south real fast. <laughs> at least at least General Hawk, you know, some people make a mistake and they just double down mm -hmm. and they just continue to reinforce that mistake and it doesn't get to the root of the fact that it's based on a terrible premise. Mm -hmm. General Hawk, like five seconds into the operation is just like, oh, what was what were we doing? <laughs> We to be fair, back over there. Flint was on uh, Dialtone's side this entire time. Was like, this doesn't seem like a good idea. You shouldn't do this to my good friend Dialtone. And Hawk's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm it's the yeah. boss. Mm -hmm. So uh, when it actually did go wrong, it's like, uh, my bad. So sorry. Let's tomahawk the shit out of this people. <laughs> you guys, let's pretend this never happened, right? I mean, that's clearly how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. I'll bring up your failures every day, but you bring this up again, you fired. I mean... Every everyone's everyone's an asshole. There it is. Like Hawk's an asshole, Flint's an asshole. If all of a sudden this would be like if Chan was like, "Hey Gina, let's <laughs> let's tell Ray that that he's kicked off the podcast, oh, even no. though even though we both know that this is the only thing he has going in his life that's good. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> even though we know that like he'll sit in his house. Why do I got to be General Hawk in this? <laughs> Can I, of I got a bunch of cans of beans let's, ready to let's go. Let's be guys. real. If one person is going to be General Hog, it's going to be you, Chan. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> wow. Harsh. Wow. But yeah, and I was like, and I was like, oh, why would we do that? And you were like, no, it'll it'll eventually make him a better podcaster. And I'd be like, if he survives the there's, two days, there's an evil rogue podcast that will pick him up. They'll come knocking on his door. It's that other GI Joe podcast. GI Joe podcast. And then we let him go in there, and he'll be terrible on that show and sink that show. Yep. And then we'll just replace him with. Drunk History's Benny Arthur <laughs> and have a much better show at the end of the day. I mean, you're probably not wrong if we think about it. Uh -huh. Oh, what have I done with my life? <laughs> oh, well. So Dial Tone is, has his second test. He builds this equipment fast because as we can tell, General Hawk leaves to go get him. Well, well how far away is G.I. Joe? Six hours? Twelve hours? Uh, time means nothing in this show. <laughs> <laughs> because we've established it's as far away as the the <laughs> broadcast that Hector Ramirez was doing. Oh, don't even get me started. It's like <laughs> it's like Legion up in here. Oh, <laughs> um, and so Dialtone's rebuilt all of these computer banks and the Maser in about thirty minutes, near as I can tell. I feel like there's a backup because they knew oh, that okay. there's a good chance that things is going to feed back and blow up. Maybe, you're but right. we got the data. Let's put it into the new machine. Go again. 
And so they, 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 they reach down into the pit with the Mazer, and they make contact with this Cthulhu monster. Yeah. And immediately I wrote, success? Question mark. Uh-huh. Is this good? Is this a thing that people actually wanted to see happen? But give it to, up to Cobra Commander. He is on top of it right away. And he's just like, give me that mic. Yeah, monster. I'm here. Let's do the thing. Let's make the deal. I Here's the thing that I want to know about this deal. Uh, he like he makes it. Couldn't it, it? What if he had just been like, okay, cool. So I want you to kill Serpentor. Don't kill anyone else. Just like go and kill Serpentor. Like, can this monster do? Th- I feel like he's not a very good monster. He would not is what make a great assassin. Yeah, like he's not. He's not very good. He's just all like, blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna I go mean, and kill you. It's like anything can do that. Well, he's very, very large and immune to lasers, which I helps. thought, Yeah, but I thought he was going to be like some cool ass. I mean, not that he wasn't cool, because I thought he was cool. Did you? But Yeah, oh. I thought he was cool. I didn't think he was very cool. What? He's a giant snake with little insect arms. With little tiny, like. Little tiny twig arms. You're telling me that if you saw that thing, keep in mind, he is oh. like the size of Godzilla. I'd be you terrified. would not crap your pants. Oh, no. I, I, I almost crapped my pants watching this episode <laughs> of the show. Plus, he, like, can talk. He's got a terrifying voice. I'm just saying. There, uh, cool. Here's the thing. He's cool. There's there's an episode of, of early Buffy. Okay. Uh, uh, which is literally almost exactly like this. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, where spoiler alert if you haven't watched Buffy, uh, Buffy and Cordelia get invited to go to a frat party. Buffy's feeling a little bit uh, it, uh a little bit rebellious because her relationship with Angel isn't going well, and 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 other things, her slaying duties. So she's like, yeah, screw it, I'll go to this frat party. And there's like one nice frat guy, one non-rapey frat guy. Wow, that's a lot for a frat. Yeah, party. exactly, exactly. They end up both getting roofied and oh, dear. and chained downstairs in the frat basement where there is a pit. And the frat guys every few years make sacrifices of women to this pit. Okay. And the monster in the pit and the monster in exchange like gives them sort of like good luck in their life so that like these are the guys that run Fortune 500 companies and go on to like Wall Street jobs. And he comes out of the pit and he is looks very similar to this guy. Really? Like just like if you were a human in makeup, it would be Ah. sort of this guy. He's like a he's like a snake creature with little arms. Okay. Uh, uh, but like I was thinking, so I was thinking, oh, okay, he's gonna, he's gonna do something terrible to Serpentor that's got like a little bit of suaveness behind it. Oh no. But this is just him being like, blah, 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 smash. No one will notice me coming to kill him. He lives in a pit. I mean, how much suave do you expect? How much debonair comes from the bottom like, of a pit? I thought like magic powers or something. I mean, he's done this for centuries. He's never picked up any any tr- t- tips and tricks. He wanted a top hat and a centuries. monocle on this guy. He's <laughs> the reason why he's so big is because he's been down there the entire time, just eating, not getting any exercise, not getting any sunlight. No, just... they give him that. He only eats when they give him sacrifices, right. and they only give him sacrifices when they want him to like. I think it's a regular them, right? thing because skeletons in the closet—they were trying to like just get their luck, just like the people at the frat house. Yeah. So you're telling me that like he can't—he's not gonna like like I was thinking he would like send Serpentor a publisher's clearinghouse notice. It's like you have won billions of dollars. Come to the pit to claim your prize. Come to the pit. <laughs> Come to the nebulous pit to claim your prize of and fortune. Serpentor would like get dressed up in his best like suit. Oh my <laughs> snakeskin, obviously. <laughs> yeah, snakeskin suit. And then he'd be like, I'm God. here to collect my prize. And then he, and then the guy would be like, yeah, come into the pit. That's where all the money is. Jump down into this pit, Serpentor. 
That's how Publishers Clearinghouse <laughs> rewards all of its winners. Look, have any of us ever won Publishers Clearinghouse? No. So we have no idea if they have a pit where they bring the winners. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I've never actually seen a winner after they won Publishers Clearinghouse. There you go. Oh, my God. It's all You remember ruse. Whitman, Price, and Haddad. <laughs> Their debt to society has been paid in full. Oh, my Gillian. goodness. Well, uh, yeah, Cobra Commander says we're going to give you lots of we're going to give you lots of sacrifices, the best sacrifices. <laughs> believe me. Um, and then he says kill Serpentor. I don't know why cool. he didn't choose Sergeant Slaughter. Like Serpentor is definitely uh, a, a someone that needs to get dealt with, but I figure Cobra Commander is close enough to him that he could at some point just, you know, like he has shiv him so somehow. Far. Yeah, he but, hasn't. But uh, Sergeant Slaughter is someone who is almost literally a superhuman, and they've never been able to take him out. Like, if you had to choose... Uh, no, no. No, I don't think that's I'll how tell Cobra you why. works at all. Because here's the thing. He knows that he can't make it seem to the other Cobras like he did this right away. Otherwise, they might they might not take him back. Like, they might just be like, oh, you killed our old leader? Fuck you. We're going to put, like, someone else in charge. We're going to put, you know, Destro in charge or something. So he's got to make it seem like, oh, this was, like, a freak monster accident. Or the Joes set him up to this. He can't just, like, be working next to him in the in the thing and stab him in the neck or poison him or anything because people will know it was him. Yeah. I would argue that He cannot that's, be seen shooting him. I yeah. don't know that that would uh, hamper his career prospects at all. Really? It seems like the sort of thing that happens at Cobra. It's like, you've got a, you've got a shitty boss... Yeah, you murder your shitty boss. You're like, cool. You're now the new boss. It's just like it's just like Putin, like killing killing everyone, and everyone knows it. And they're just like, well, whatever. What are we gonna do about it? Well, if mm-hmm. we try, we say something, he'll kill us too. Fuck. Oh yep. God, I just put we just put this on air. Please don't kill me, Putin. <laughs> For the record, uh, Vladimir Putin, great leader, <laughs> great man. I am not uh, taking that stance. I also don't know what that accent is. Yeah, that was a weird accent. That's my that's my Russian accent. That uh, was terrible. My guess is he's wa- uh, listening to this podcast to catch uh, all the episodes uh, featuring the October Guard. <laughs> so we oh, should really be this on, one. on our, yeah. <laughs> well, Hawk calls out, he warns Serpentor. He goes, you know, uh, we're going to need Cobra's help to kill this monster. Uh, I, this monster is legit. I, I... I hate this part. I hate that because here's the thing. If I were Hawk, I'd be like, let's sit back and see how this plays out. Oh, man. I don't know. I think that if you they've already done a full scale G.I. Joe attack on it for nothing. Here's Uh, what happens. uh, He has pre-learned the lessons of Afghanistan, mm. which is you can't just arm your enemies' enemies because those people will eventually become your enemies at yeah, some point. Yeah. So he so, is literally Saddam Hussein in this particular example. He's not literally Saddam Hussein. No, literally he becomes Saddam Hussein <laughs> and then the five years later invades the Persian Gulf. Uh, the the unfortunate Goodbye, thing for General Hawk must be as the Tomahawks approach this giant snake-like thing and they start shooting at him like, oh man, this is your nightmare, isn't it? It's actually literally the nightmare <gasps> Had the incredible snake. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I like that. I didn't pick up on that. No, he didn't. He didn't mention anything. But probably in his, he was, he probably uh, pooped his pants. How many times does he have to live this nightmare over and over again? Like, hold on, am I asleep right now? Because this seems real familiar. Wow, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, God damn. No wonder Hawk says shoot the throat. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's <laughs> a very like, specific command. I feel like when they drew this thing, they drew it just like without the tiny bug legs. And then someone was like, ooh, does this look too much like a snake? I mean, it, it would be a snake, even with the, the tiny I, insect But they arm. wanted to switch it up a little bit yes. to make it seem like, okay. So I think that the it, it, the the tiny little stick legs were like an after thing where they were like, "How about now?" And they were like, "Yeah, that's fine. Lunch is it ready. Works, yeah. Burritos are here." Uh, did, did, <laughs> Ooh, you like burritos! The, did you like the Buzz Dixon moment that happens with Serpentor and the Televipers? This is such a Buzz moment because when General Hawk comes over, because uh, uh, Serpentor is talking to Destro on his secret channel, and then Hawk kicks in and Serpentor really turns around and is like, hey guys, so uh, how's that secret channel business working? <laughs> who who set up the who, secret channel? And all the televipers it. are like, this guy! Him! Him! Oh, I love him. that moment. Oh my I god, it. it made me so happy. And I was just like, that is a Buzz Dixon moment yeah. bar none. You know you know to look for those moments in any episode that Buzz has written. Yeah. And they will be there and they will be fabulous. Yeah, I loved it. I also felt really bad for the monster in this. I'm not gonna lie. Felt bad for the monster. Yeah, everyone's shooting at him. He can't feel very good. Well, he is trying to kill somebody. He is a murderer. He was asked to do it. So he had to do it. There was just no choice. I mean, rules of the pit, man. Rules of the pit. I will say that I'm sure he was thinking to himself as he was being shot at, uh, where did I get out of the pit this morning? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you just have that. It's like it's 7 a.m. and the alarm goes off. And you're like, oh, yeah, do I really yeah. have to do this again? I got to get up and do my job. I this is I always feel bad for Godzilla. Also, I'm just saying, like at some point, like this thing has been alive for centuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but Godzilla doesn't know any better. In theory, Godzilla oh, comes ashore please. because that's where the lights are. The no, noises. that is not what happens. No, Godzilla is sleeping, and then his bullshit neighbors start playing their music yeah. super loud. It's annoying. Starts setting off atomic bombs. He's like, oh, could you please fucking keep it down? Mm-hmm. And then he comes out of the water. He's like, fine, I gotta go over there and knock on the fucking door. Okay. All right, I guess. Yeah. The building manager ain't doing shit. So he walks up and is like, hey, could you please turn it down? And, you know, he knocks over. He, he keeps doing that. Yeah. yeah. And it just gets destroyed. It's not his fault. He's just like, please... Fucking, I'm tr- I, I gotta wake up early tomorrow, uh, to, uh, to Eon, uh, Flux? ago. Uh, well, like, whatever, like, whatever, instead of the next day, like, the next Eon is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's gotta get up early, and this thing is going off, and so he's trying to do the thing, and then, then he goes back to sleep at the end, because. Yeah. He's also protecting us from missile testing and things like that. I just, I'm just saying, I dig this monster, and I don't like that everyone is like, also why wouldn't i I feel like here's the thing serpentor i was disappointed a little bit in serpentor that he wasn't like oh okay so there's a huge monster that is basically unstoppable all right oh like uh maybe i want this guy on my side he doesn't even try uh, he doesn't even try that's a great Mm, point yeah but also because this giant monster with crazy insect arms is <laughs> coming out of the water saying serpentor 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 he is not coming to say serpentor what's up buddy want to go go down the bar and grab he didn't, even, he didn't yeah. even here's the thing if i were serpentor i would have dressed up an underling at like like serpentor <laughs> so you grab a viper out of the crowd yeah <laughs> and just like shoved him forward and then been like excuse me i'm just a lowly viper but if you come work for me instead of cobra <laughs> commander i will give you tons of gina Ex-boyfriend shows up at your house, wielding a knife, <laughs> screaming, Jada! Jada! You're not going to be like, 
Uh, hey, Heather, could you dress up as me real quick? Go outside <laughs> and see if you can convince him uh, to like like hang out and go get uh, a brisket or something. For the record, though, the monster doesn't necessarily know what Serpentor looks like. It's not like they were dating. That's true. Like Gina in this equation. That's true. And also, if I had an underling that I like didn't care about their life. Like Merlin? I, I, I would say you're going to no. dress up Merlin like you. <laughs> Merlin, answer the door. But like, put I, on uh, these slippers. I would maybe like use like a cardboard cutout and put a Gina wig on it. <laughs> <laughs> a cardboard cutout of what? Because I would assume that you would have a cardboard cutout of Gina, but if you have to put a wig on, that means that it's a cardboard cutout of something else that you think looks like you. It just needs a wig. So what is that celebrity cardboard cutout that you have, A, that you have in your house, B, that you think looks like you? Uh, it's like it's like the Mr. Potato Head from the uh, Toy Story movies. And I just put a Gina wig on it. You just put a Gina wig on a Mr. Potato Head. Uh-huh. Yeah, that checks out. Somehow it holds up. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, what a what a weird commercial break we take here because Col- yep. Serpentor is just like, yeah, man, we're gonna have to go kill that monster. Cut to commercial. Also, Cobra Commander is gonna be in so much trouble. No, they don't even know he did it. I know, but I'm saying if if he didn't luck out like he did, he would have been in so much trouble. Luck, yeah, has nothing to do with it. Survivor. <laughs> Once is luck. Twice is luck. Three times is luck. Fools on his like eight hundred thousand uh, escape. That's not luck. Yep. That is skill. I top mean, to bottom. Inspector Gadget. He has Inspector Gadget luck. I, I think he just plans ahead. He's like the Punisher, man. He's just he's always three steps ahead of the people that he's he's going up against. Mm. So he's uh, he's playing four D chess, as people like to say. I disagree because even when when he realizes he has an out, he's like, oh, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, the Joes did it. He did not plan that. I don't think he... Hold but, on. But when the opportunity came... Hold on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Very odd. Very odd indeed. <laughs> That's a fantastic line read. <laughs> that, is, that is a line read of a... Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's just put this one to bed and move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you think that. <laughs> well, he the knows monster what's is up. attacking Cobra Beach... And Serpentor orders it to seal the Terror Drome, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, Terror Drome takes a fucking beating from this monster. Like it gets ripped the f up, right? Yeah. yeah. As, like literally, Serpentor has to bail. <laughs> he has to leave the Terror Drome. At which point, Light, uh, Dial Tone comes back. Uh, he ends up saving Flint. Uh, uh, for, so Flint saved too. And then Dial Tone comes up with this idea because he has to be the hero in this episode, right? Like that's just yeah. the mm-hmm. obvious path we're going. Mm-hmm. And so he comes up with a uh, okay. Wait a minute, stop. Yes. Before we get to that point, this is I just want to say, I just want to say... Then I must lure the creature away from the terror drone in order to save Cobra. Oh, that is a okay. hero moment right there. Hero moment. No, I that don't think he sacrifice. would... I don't buy it. I that don't buy it. That is a sacrifice. It. Nope. He is, he is a true gentleman. He cares about no, his I mean, underlings. Legit, if you're if you're an underling at Cobra, if you're a televiper there, and your leader, who the b- giant monster is attacking the base to get to, says, yep. "I'm gonna leave the base to break, pull it away from you guys." Mm-hmm. That's straight up hero points, like you said. I don't like, buy it. I think he was gonna make a break for it and and go to Tahiti. And go to Tahiti. No, Cobra Commander would have made a break for it and go to Tahiti. <laughs> I don't. I think Serpentor uh, believes it. Serpentor is looking out for number one. No, this is always. like this is like if the president was like. The terrorists have uh, uh, demanded that um, they will murder, you know, like uh, uh, 200 hostages. If I don't give myself up, 
I'm going to give myself up. Like the president. Again, We're talking at the top of the again, organization here. I don't buy that our president would ever do that. Maybe not our current No, president. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why Serpento is a hero. He but, would probably send Tiffany, though, just for the record. Who's Tiffany? Is that exactly. the one no one knows? That's the one no one knows. Exactly. Uh, uh, but I will say that once Serpentor, this this reminds me of like of of how Trump holds a grudge because I was thinking like once Serpentor finds out that it's the Joes, he's gonna make it his mission to destroy them. Just like anytime I mean, Trump feels like someone crossed him, it's already off his mission, so it's kind of I mean, yeah, it's kind of an ongoing. Yeah, uh, yeah order. but I just feel like it's it's like this this is that moment when Trump was watching Obama roast him, <laughs> where like Serpentor is like. Okay. Uh-huh. Now it's personal. Uh huh. This it used to be business. Exactly. Now it's personal. Exactly. Like yeah. he's like, cool, cool. So yep. I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bide my time and then run for president and then destroy <laughs> the entire country. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna defund uh, the Joe program. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like he's playing. This is the moment where he decides to play the long con. Get it? <laughs> and you know what? Uh, it works. Oh no! <laughs> uh, president Serpentor on Twitter, everybody at Prez Serpentor. <laughs> That's a thing still going on, and it needs more followers. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do that. Like like a chair. Uh, okay, so Dial Tone is a big hero moment, and his big hero moment is it's really Destro's hero moment because yep. uh, uh, he says I, if we do this chant uh, that's it's to, for my people. It'll the monster will follow it, and we can like get it away from the thing and take it to where we need to dispose of it. Mm-hmm. Dial Tone's hero moment is rigging a tape recorder to a speaker and hanging it off a helicopter. I love it. Hey, I mean, nobody it works. Else, none of the other Joes could have done it. I mean, yeah. I think like there's. Five other Joes that probably could have done it without uh, any question at all. I think- Let's give it a try. So let me just say right now, Chan, because we talked about this before we went on air. That's obviously a backwards message. It absolutely is. And you have taken the time and energy, and I have not heard this message, but you have. Neither have I. You Neither have, have I. You, and Gina has not either. Uh, you have you have run it through voice analyzation or whatever and, and flipped <clears throat> it so we can actually hear what the real message is. Uh, I was going to look it up because I'm sure somebody online has, uh, has uh, done this and then you know written out what the actual answer is. Uh, but for those of you who haven't, if you really want to know, I really want to what know. this chant is. Are you ready for it? I expect it to be a recipe for lemon squares. Drake I mean, or Ovaltine. I, I yeah. want that so bad. Here we go. Anybody listening to this backwards for a secret occult message is the real demon. What? That's the greatest that thing I've ever heard. That is amazing. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Yes, That's why you were giggling up Yes, I was. So, thank oh. uh, thank Buzz. Oh, Send him a message. God. And Holy tell him crap. That is this great. Is the best thing I ever. love that more than I love life itself. Oh, that is... my God. I legitimately thought it was just going to be like, follow me, monster. <laughs> like something super lame. Oh no, it's Buzz. It's going to be metal. Oh my because god! Because at the time, I this is when it. the backwards message panic was happening. Yeah, in heavy metal music and Judas Priest. Yeah, oh, I love that. Born, uh, uh, John Denver, well, not Bob Denver. That's Gilligan. John Denver <laughs> went in front of Congress, and they were talking about backward messages aren't real. It's a bunch of psychopaths who have hijacked your sanity. 
let us make music. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's what was that's happening delightful. in real life at this time. And yep. so the fact that they did that, re- I just want to end the episode here. That was the best amazing. Yeah. Thing. Oh my god. It, it's not going. It's not going anymore. Like it's only downhill from here. You know. <laughs> life, life in general. You mean? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is our high point. High, the high point of our lives. Well, they they use that message to lure the monster into a trench in the ocean, where they then drop a bunch of depth charges on him, mm. and Jed Joe is dropping these depth charges as. Cobra attacks them uh-huh, because uh-huh. that's what Cobra does. Mm-hmm. You don't blame the scorpion for stinging the turtle <laughs> as he goes across the river. Uh, well, yeah, he originally, Serpentor believes that it's Cobra Commander's fault that this thing came out. And then he was like, oh, wait a minute. No, the Joes are here. That must mean that the Joes woke it up and are sent him after me. So now, now why the Joes would warn him ahead of time. Doesn't really play into the equation. No logic is he not thinks real... they're playing 4D chess. Yeah, uh-huh, he doesn't. Uh-huh. He doesn't have a lot of scientists in his uh, mishmash of DNA. So that's true. That's oh, true. Just Sun Tzu, the great soldier. Right. <laughs> so Serpentor, uh, uh, GI Joe is like out of resources. They're out of ammo. They're out of fuel. They blow the monster to the depths of the ocean, where he's like stuck underneath a pile of rubble, and Cobra's shooting at them. So GI Joe takes off. GI Joe's like, we can't f with Cobra Island. Uh, we're out, and Serpentor declares victory. <laughs> it's kind of the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. He says, I promise victory. Once again, I have brought you victory! So Trumpian. Oh, I love it so, so much. <laughs> I mean, like, they never mind the terror drone is like half destroyed. Uh, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, they shot at G.I. Joe, and G.I. Joe ran away, mm-hmm. and Serpentor did something noble along this process, mm-hmm. and the monster is now gone. <laughs> From any Cobra perspective, this is easily spun on uh, uh, Cobra News, <laughs> the <laughs> on, Cobra News Network. On CNN, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I have to say that this ending, though, is like one of my favorites, because I knew that he was going to do a blob ending. Like, do you, I don't know if you guys remember the original ending to the black and white blob, not the 80s blob, but they basically like they realize like, oh, the blob can be stopped if you freeze it. And so they're like, oh, great, great. Let's drop it in the middle of the like uh, in the middle of the Arctic Ocean. And it'll just like stay frozen forever. And so they'd like have a plane. They show a plane like dropping it into the ocean and then it says the end and then it's a period that changes to a question mark as you see like it bubbling to the bottom because like obviously things can go wrong. And I was like, oh shit, they're totally going to blob this ending. And they totally did. They like zoom in on the monster. Well, they don't actually see the monster though. No, but, but. I mean, come on. We all knew that monster's still alive under there, right? Oh, yeah. I kind of wanted like a little rock to shift or just something yeah. without really saying. I like, think that's it. I think that those bubbles that were coming up were but I but I like that they I like they left it up to to your imagination. But I kind of like I imagine coupled with the fact that Serpentor is taking credit for this, I imagine that like a year from now or like two years from now, the monster's gonna come back and then everyone's gonna be like, hey. Serpentor, what's the deal? Didn't you say you took care of this? And he's going to be like, uh. I do wish G.I. Joe uh, had been like a seven season like thing where they could keep making callbacks yeah. to this monster. Like the one yeah. season, the Q episodes from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Like he just wants to see, then you just do the, the blob episode or the, you know. Yeah, I feel like this is this is, this is is a Trumpian thing where it'll be like, oh, like he, he finishes building the wall and then he's like, cool, I protected you. And then all of a sudden we still have just as many illegal immigrants. People are like, oh, wait, what? And he's like, nah, I, I took care of that. No. In fact, I resigned. 
<laughs> yep, exactly. That's what Serpentor's going to um, do as soon as that monster shows up. Could I get a sound poll here for the end of the episode? Because the way they talk about poor Dial Tone at the end and what a freaking loser he is was, like, frankly upsetting to me. Part of the world thinks you're a loser. Well, now we know how Dial Tone must have felt. <laughs> Oh, it must Jesus. be hard to have the whole world think you're a loser. General Hawk, number one not to pile on. <laughs> oh, now we know what Dial Tone felt feels like every day of his life. What a goddamn loser. General Hawk is everyone's boss that they complain to their friends about. Oh, my God. Like, that's let's so be mean. real. Like, he is like your boss that it, that you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I like my job, but my boss is the fucking asshole. Every time women leave the room, he's talking about them and it makes me really uncomfortable. Well, I just realized he's a mean girl. Yeah. Hawk is a mean girl. Yep. He's talking smack about the others, does not care about their feelings, does a terrible plan that he ends up having to like essentially take it on the face because it was such an ill-conceived thought, an ill-conceived plan. Like, G.I. Joe really, like, once again, we talk a lot about Serpentor is, like, he keeps winning, or at least getting draws. This is a downright victory for Serpentor again. Well, like, uh, he keeps winning. Also, here's the thing. Uh, like tired none of, of winning. None of this would have happened if if they hadn't fired, if they hadn't fake fired Dial Tone. Right. We don't know if they could yep. have contacted that monster we in the We assume they would not be able to. No. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you guys did this, and now there's just a monster in a little part of the ocean that someone's definitely going to come across at some point. Global warming, kids. <laughs> Brings out the it's monster. Gonna, it's going to have monsters come that's up. That's how it works. <laughs> and, and that's the end of the episode. Literally, the end of the episode is Hawk talking about what a loser dial tone yeah. is. Down, no, 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 well, no, the very na, end, na, I feel like, is the, the bubbles coming ending. up. Yeah, okay. The blob. But it's like, that's it, folks. That's the episode. That is uh, Sins of Our Fathers, uh, a really good episode. What, I really what, like what this What is this a, a reference to? It's the Sins of Destro's father? The... I'm really unclear. The father, the ancestors the of ancestors? Destro. It would yeah. make sense, yeah. Like, coming back. I, I feel like they could have they could have hit this, hit this a little Although, bit. Although, arguably, those are blessings because, like, he yeah. got to call up a monster. Yeah. You don't get to do that every day. Mm. Mm. I mean, I do. I do. I mean, Gina does. I mean, obviously, yeah, you Gina go into does. Yahoo every day. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is its own monster. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to do it for us, everybody. Boop, 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 Things boop, boop, to think boop. about as we uh, move into the weekend. Um, guys, we got a little bit of information here. We get hit us up. Uh, contact the show. I don't know what I'm doing. Facebook.com <laughs> slash knowing is half the podcast. This is all because we started with Chan giving his Twitter handle. I'm really messed up by that. Mm -hmm. I'm, well, did I ever have game? Really? <laughs> no, no. 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 My wife will agree. Never happened. <laughs> Uh, Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Instagram at knowing is half the podcast because why not? I'll take a picture and put it on there just for the sake of something. I should take a picture of the food we were eating. We we're talking about oh, yeah. it so much in the Know Your Joe. Uh, we also got a, a Patreon. So you got to go on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Guys, it's just a thing you should do. If you enjoy the show, you're excited about the next episode. I appreciate the likes, the tweets, and everything like that. The way you could really show us you love us is by throwing a few bucks at us every month. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast for $5. You can get access to our bonus vault of back episodes as well as bonus episodes. We're doing an episode of Rick and Morty uh, right very, very soon. That's going to be up well by the time you hear this. 
And uh, we've got that combined with the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling from last month. Ugh. And that was a oh, <laughs> that was a treat. As and we have three new episodes coming up this month. So we're we're increasing our workload as more people subscribe to the Patreon and join us. And join so the five dollar level gets you access to be an observer. The twenty dollar level gives you access to tell us what shows to do, and we'll just do the episodes you want us to do, and we're happy to do it. And it's exciting and fun and and yeah. I'm I'm not happy to do it. I'm well, mad to do it. Gina's upset about it, but the rest of us, <laughs> Chan. Chan is also Chan's, upset to Chan's be doing different. it. different. <laughs> We're like the three little the three. We're left, right, and center. Yep. That thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, go on the Patreon if you if you want to support the show and do it. I, I appreciated it, yeah. uh, and and so does everybody else. And if you don't want to do that, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash knowing to have the podcast. We got a link up there that says support your artist or support the f- support the some sort of supporty thing. You click on that, you go to Amazon, and you buy stuff like you normally do oh, on your Amazon. Crap. And you forgot oh, to. You I just want so much stuff on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> okay, oh, Gina's no, that, a that's seizure. fine. No, that's She's fine. A that's a different site entirely. Amazon is. We don't get any money from them. If you, however, you like to use Amazon. Oh, the real site. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> just go to. Where did my that, money like, go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, so like I, I presumably the sister of Steve Zahn, whose name is Anna, <laughs> got your money and is flying to Bermuda with it. Uh, yeah, do that thing and we get like a little cut. So and that's very nice of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, guys, uh, we'll be back next week for the next thrilling episode. We are running out of episodes of GI Joe to do, so uh, you know, stick around. We're going to still do the first couple movies, so we'll take you through the summer. This is not going to be an issue, everybody, but. My goodness, we've done a lot of GI Joe. You guys, I know. I feel like I feel like. Uh, uh, tell us how you would like this to end. Do you want us to continue forever? Would you like us to do a different cartoon, or would you like us to uh, 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 put on our finest suits? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh no! Uh, it's a Gina ending. Uh, uh, <laughs> sign off on the podcast to tell everyone what a, what a good time we had doing the podcast, and then we we uh, go to our bedrooms and we take a, our little suitcases. Is out this from all under simultaneously? The beds. Is that? All it's, separately. It's really? No, it's all happening at the same we time. we each take out our, our synchronized guns and, <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, blow our brains out. Now I'm just sad. <laughs> so weigh in. <laughs> weigh in with hashtag. hashtag. Hashtag do another cartoon. Hashtag do the next G.I. Joe cartoon. Or hashtag. Uh, put on your nicest <laughs> suit. Go into your hashtag bedroom. Hashtag Gina Pull ending. out your synchronized guns <laughs> oh and God. shoot yourselves. Guys, this, this show took a turn. <laughs> it took a really dark, I, dark turn. Hashtag exceeded the 140 character <laughs> limit. We'll, we'll know, though. <laughs> uh, last talk here. Tell me get of Twitter. You can hit us up at G.I. Joe Podcast, or you can hit me up individually. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm Robert Chan. Oh, no. No. Oh, my God. How? I'm at Gina Ippy. <laughs> Guys, I need this to be over. We'll catch y'all next week. Good bye now. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.